Hey everyone and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy Josh Sanchez and week two in the NFL is officially over. Today's podcast, every Monday's podcast is going to be recaps of week two. Um, if you guys want to hear my predictions and betting lines, um, you can check that out on Thursday. Those, those would be the point of Thursday's podcast. But I have a lot to talk about today. For my week two recap because week one my picks were spot on swoop radio went four and one in week two of the nfl i can say that it was just not my week and it's going to happen from time to time but in terms of the games to bet on i told you guys to bet on the cardinals the cardinals the ravens defeated the cardinals 23 to 17 the cardinals were 10 point underdogs i told you guys take the cardinals I was spot on about the Cowboys. I will say that. I'll give my props. The, uh, the, I'm going to start with the highlights of what I told you guys. I told you guys to bet the Cowboys. They were going to win over a touchdown. I said 30 to 20. They actually won 31 to 21. So I got the Cowboys. That that bet was spot on. Um, but other than that, uh, and obviously the Patriots and the Dolphins, that's a very easy bet to take. The Dolphins are garbage. The Dolphins defense is allowed over 100 points in two games and they've only scored 16 points the, the, if you're a dolphins fan it's it's depressing they might go 0 and 16 that's what the pace that they're going at it's full on tank mode in miami so now we're going to talk about the lows of my week because obviously hey, i'm not going to be spot on all the time i told you guys to bet the saint to pick i picked the saints to win i picked the eagles to win I picked the Vikings to win, and I also, um, as I'm recapping, I also predicted the Steelers to win. Those were my four games that I got wrong. I did get the Cowboys game right, and I did say Dallas was going to win by at least 10 points. Well, I said seven, but um, it, it's it's going to happen from time to time, uh, and I have a lot to talk about. I'm going to talk about certain players on the next topic. But the biggest winners of week two, obviously Dallas looks really good. Yes, their competition has not been good. They've taken on the Redskins and the Giants, two teams that are definitely not going to be playoff teams this year. So I'm not really a big like believer in that. But in terms of their offense, Dak Prescott has already thrown for seven touchdowns and over 700 yards in the first two games. And he has looked really good so far. He has um, Randall Cobb, uh, Gallup. And he has Amari Cooper. And you can see Jason Witten in the red zone. Dak, Dak and the Cowboys offense has some weapons. And that offensive line is really protecting Dak Prescott very well. So I will give the Cowboys some credit in that regard. But they take on Miami next week. So I already knew Dallas was going to be 3-0 and uh, to start the season. Once they start playing the good teams, that's when you're really going to see Dallas. Um, is Dallas for real or is Dallas not real? Um, but anyway, that was the second game. I talked about Ravens and Cardinals. The Colts beat the Titans 19 to 17. It was a good game back and forth. Uh, this game was kind of a toss up because the Titans looked really good against the Browns. But the Titans are like that 9 and 7, 10 and 16 that just squeaks by and gets the sixth seed in the playoffs every year. That's what you get from the Titans. But Jacoby Percet did really well, threw for two touchdowns, uh, over 150 yards passing, got the job done including a four-yard strike to T.Y. Hilton. So the Colts get the job done when it matters most. And now it's uh, and now it's Jacoby Brisquette's team. So 
big shout out to him. And I know Andrew Luck going down, uh, retiring, definitely really affected that all mojo. But way to come in and just really step in. The Colts are now one and one. The Seahawks and Steelers played. Uh, a, it was a great game. I thought the Steelers could squeak by at the end. But Russell Wilson, it was just vintage Russell Wilson. He threw for three passing touchdowns and over 300 passing yards. And when the Steelers really needed their defense to stop, it came down to a fourth and one around midfield, and Russell Wilson got the first down. And that was the icing on the cake. Um, ben, ben Roethlisberger did go down. I'm going to talk about Ben Roethlisberger on my next topic, so I hope you guys stick around for that. But man, the, the Seahawks defeated the Steelers 28-26. I thought being at home would have been the Steelers. I, I thought it was going to be a close game, but I thought the Steelers were going to prevail at the end because of being at home in that atmosphere. And they almost pulled it off. Uh, Rudolph threw for two touchdowns and over 100 yards. Did throw an interception. He threw two touchdown strikes to Vince McDonald. So, those, so if you have Vince McDonald on your fantasy team, it was a very good wake-up call for you. I went up I went up against the guy that had him, and I was like, man, he wasn't doing nothing, and all of a sudden he does something in the fourth quarter. But the Steelers, just, they're 0-2. Big Ben is hurt. It, their season is, it, it looks like it's over. It all depends on what Rudolph can do. The Bills defeated the New York Giants 28-14. Kind of expected New York is like Miami. All you got is Saquon Barkley. So I think the Giants might win one or two games this year, but it's not looking good. The 49ers are now 2-0. Who would have thought the 49ers would be 2-0? But they not only just demoralized, but they steamrolled the Bengals 41-17. Jimmy Garoppolo throws for three passing touchdowns and looked really solid from start to finish. You want to talk about giving away a game. The Los Angeles Chargers completely blew this one. They were dominating the Lions, but the Lions defense forced key plays in that fourth quarter, the Chargers went for it on fourth down. The Lions stopped them in the red zone. And the the Lions sneak by and, and win. They beat the Chargers 13 to 10. They play the Eagles next week. And that's going to be one of my predictions for the next for next week. The Packers and Vikings. I picked the Minnesota Vikings to win this game. And quite frankly, the Vikings should have won. Uh, if it wasn't for Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, I am no longer a fan of him as a quarterback. The Minnesota Vikings paid him over $84 million guaranteed. Guaranteed. And this man probably threw one of the dumbest red zone passes in the goal line I have ever seen. The Minnesota Vikings are down 16-21. to The Packers start off 21-0. Their offense looks rolling, but then the Vikings defense, like I said it would, got the job done and completely shut down Aaron Rodgers and that passing attack of the Green Bay Packers and stopped that running attack. The Green Bay offense literally did nothing for the rest of the game. And they gave Kirk Cousins numerous opportunities and forced Aaron Rodgers to fumble the ball. And Minnesota has the ball at the eight yard line. It's second and goal. And all they need is seven, and the game's over, pretty much, because Rodgers is not doing anything on that Vikings defense. And this man, Kirk Cousins, runs around in panic and throws it in the triple coverage. Kirk Cousins completed less than 45% of his passes in the game. Dalvin Cook gave you over 120 rushing yards, he including a 75-yard run. And you want if you guys want to, if you guys are a big fan of running backs. 
that was a gorgeous run by Dalvin Cook. Just turned on the Jets and just took off. But man, Kirk Cousins, man, you suck. You really, you really broke my heart this week because I was going to come into the studio and be like, yeah, I told you guys the Vikings came in as a three-point underdog. I was like, yes, that is my bet of the week. And man, Kirk Cousins throws a dumb interception in the triple coverage. And that, that was not only his first interception, that was his second interception of the game. So Kirk Cousins single-handedly ruined my weekend and also ruined my money and my bets. So thank you, Kirk Cousins. You're on Sanchez's dog list. No, not dog list. I'll, I'll create my own list. Sanchez's trash list. So I'm crumbling up a piece of paper as I, as I talk about Kirk Cousins. I cannot stand you. And I hope that I hope that the Vikings do not make the playoffs because their team is really good. But if they have a quarterback in Kirk Cousins, they ain't going far. Next, the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars, another bet of the week. The Jaguars came in as a nine-point underdog, and they played a great fight. They went, it came down to a matter of inches. The Jaguars tied the Texans or scored a touchdown late and tried to go for two instead of kicking the extra point. And Leonard Fournette was stopped inches short, and the Texans are now one and one. The Patriots, just like we all thought, steamrolled the Dolphins 43-0. Easy said and done. Antonio Brown did get a touchdown catch, but apparently Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown may have another sexual assault charge, so definitely, or a, or a scandal, something's going on over there. So definitely pay attention to that. The Chiefs defeated the Oakland, the yes, Oakland Raiders, twenty-eight to ten. Man, Derek, if you guys want to see something funny, Derek Carr's post-game press conference was so funny. He he talked about offensive pass interference, and he's like, he told the referee, he said, "quote." Why would I throw the ball to a receiver that is blocking? And <laughs> of course, the referee had no answer for that, but they they missed a couple calls. But Patrick Mahomes in the second quarter set an NFL record for throwing over 270 yards in one quarter. This quarterback is just insane. He just gets it done from start to finish. And 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 he Man, that Chiefs offense, they go from scoring zero points in the first quarter to 28 in the second. They are explosive. And if Sammy Watkins and Tyree kills down, they go to Sammy Watkins. If Sammy Watkins is not having a good game, they go, they, they find Andy Reid just finds these guys randomly and they just turn into superstars. So the Chiefs, 28 to 10. My other pick, Saints and the Rams. I picked the Saints. I thought the Saints were going to have that revenge game. There was also another controversial call. Jared Goff got sacked, fumbled the ball. It was a scooping score, but they played the, they they called the play dead. And the Saints got robbed again. But Drew Brees, just like Ben Roethlisberger, he goes down. And I'm going to talk about Drew Brees next on my next topic and his impact on the Saints. But the second the minute I, I heard Drew Brees went out for the game, I was like, yeah, that pick is gone. Like that pick is done. Uh, and I also bet the Saints, too, because the Saints were three-point underdogs in L.A., and I loved it. I thought that it was going to come down to a final play, and I thought the Saints were going to at least cover even if they lost the game. And But the Rams' defense really stayed strong, and, and their offense finally came to life after giving numero numerous opportunities. But the Rams defeated the Saints 27-9. to The Bears and Broncos, I last, like, I don't know what happened in that swing of events. 
but I literally turn off my ESPN app because I'm like, I picked the Bears to win. And I'm like, ugh, the Broncos are winning 14 to 13. They went for two. There's like 50 seconds, no timeouts. No way the Bears are going to win. And then next time I check, the, the Bears win 16 to four on a game winning 54 yard field goal. So great job, Bears. Sunday Night Football, and I'm going to get to more about this game on my next podcast on Thursday. I'm going to give you guys a whole Eagles rundown of what went wrong, what what happened. But Eagles-Falcons, great game. Whenever these two teams play, and I was telling people this, I should have picked the Falcons to win because my gut was telling me the Falcons were going to win. Because whenever the Falcons and Eagles play, it's always the home team that wins. It's always a dogfight. It's always an ugly game. Quarter, both quarterbacks usually throw a pick or two. It's an ugly, scrappy game whenever the Eagles and Falcons play. That is instant primetime television is whenever these two teams play. And usually when they play, they are on primetime. And the home team has won the last eight matchups. And the Eagles have not won in Atlanta since 09. So that's so it's been it's been a decade. Uh, it's been over a decade since Eagles have won in Atlanta. And the Atlanta Falcons, it just came down to Julio Jones and the Eagles not having Deshaun Jackson, not having Alshon Jeffrey and Dallas Goddard. Because Nelson Aguilar, you want to talk about one of the biggest drops of his career? That was probably his biggest drop of his career. That and that Seahawks play where he caught it and he was not. It, 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 I know it was his second year in the NFL. Carson Wentz's rookie year. But man, that was probably one of the worst plays I've ever seen. Um, but Carson Wentz threw a dime. People need to stop hating on Carson Wentz. He was awful in the first half, but he's a dog. He is a fighter. He, 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 there's just something special about him. And you just can't, the only people that are saying negative things about how badly he played, they're haters. And for all my Philly fans listening to this podcast, they are absolute haters if anyone talks bad about Wentz or if anyone tries to compare him to Dak Prescott or compare him to other people. Because you you lose your top two receivers and Deshaun Jackson is a space creator. Like, like it, it's, it's tough. I'll get to more of that on my next podcast on Wednesday. I'm going to start off with that Eagles-Falcons talk. But the Falcons defeated the Eagles 24-20. to Julio Jones had two touchdowns and a late 54-yard reset receiving touchdown on a fourth down and three play. Uh, so that it was a tough one to watch as an Eagles fan. But the Falcons got the job done. They defeated the Eagles 24-20. The Browns and the Jets play tonight. And my, my prediction is the Browns. I'm going to do an extra pick. I think the Browns are going to beat the Jets. Uh, Odell, I think, I think Odell Beckham. It's time for Odell Beckham to get a couple touchdowns in. And I got the Browns beating the Jets. I think it's going to be a slow, ugly game. 24 to 16 Browns over the Jets. Sam Darnold is out with mono with mono. So that'll be my bonus pick. Hopefully the Browns can get me at two and four for the week. But overall, my standings, I am five and five overall. My predictions week one was excellent. Four and one flying high week two. I've had the benefit of some injuries, missed calls and lack and dropped passes and those quick plays man they they turn me from going three and two possibly four and one to one and four but what do you guys think feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion you could check out swoop radio with josh sanchez on apple podcast spotify anchor 
uh, uh, anywhere. And also check me out on Swoop, on uh, Instagram at Swoop Radio underscore. And for all those other platforms, search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. This is one of two topics I'm going to talk about: Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees, and and to go on to go along with some other injuries in the NFL. But you're listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the second topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Earlier, I talked about all of the games that happened on Sunday. And now for the last topic of for uh, for the podcast today, um, I I do want to let you guys know, though, that just because of my bad week two, I did get a lot of unlucky breaks in the game. I could start with Kirk Cousins freaking throwing a pick interception with the game on the line i don't i just don't know why kirk cousins i think he might have had a concussion for how badly he played in the game i know i talk a lot about cte and players health and i probably should not be saying that but man kirk cousins 14 of 35 for passing and you're an nfl quarterback but colin kaepernick doesn't have a job i don't know i I don't i don't get it uh welcome to the nfl um but anyway side note a lot of unlucky bounces came from my predictions yesterday. Um, one, Ben Roethlisberger has not missed a game in forever, whoever knows. Just announced by ESPN, Big Ben is expected to have season-ending surgery on his elbow. And he went down in the second half. Uh, I, he went out. He went to the locker room in the sideline with two minutes of the first half uh, left, and he... Did not come back in the game. Um, he he went he went over he went he undergoed my fault an MRI Sunday night, and Ben Roethlisberger is now on the injured reserve, and that that's crazy. You know, all it takes and the crazy thing about football it is all it takes is just one quick hit, and there goes your season, and that's and that's gonna be a huge blow for the Pittsburgh Steelers because. I mean, Mason Rudolph looked really good in relief, so maybe it might not be a big loss. But that veteran presence in Big Ben, I know that he will help Mason Rudolph out a lot uh, for the rest of this season. And hopefully he can come back and be back to his old form. Um, but, But the Steelers are sold on Rudolph for one prime reason. He grinds. They aren't worried about his preparation. If he makes the start Sunday at San Francisco, um... Like we all know now that he is going to make the start in San Francisco. Steelers cannot go 0-3. You're going to see a lot of desperation for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and their defense gave up some big plays when the game was on the line. And they and the Steelers really needed their defense to show up, and they did not do that uh, this past Sunday. Um, but with Rudolph, he's going to chuck the ball deep. He is not scared. Um, he's ready. He's in year two and he's had a whole year to sit and observe the game. So who knows? Maybe we might see some more, but Rudolph can also run the ball too. So that's another side note that big Ben can't really do. Um, but Juju Smith, Smith Schuster caught a 45 yard catch from him. So who knows? Maybe, maybe the Steelers might not miss a lot in Rudolph and maybe this might be 
the end of Big Ben. Who knows? Um, but Ben Roethlisberger, obviously a Hall of Famer, two-time Super Bowl champion. He made the Pro Bowl numerous times. He he's one of the best quarterbacks to do it. It's it's, it's always been him, Brady, and Manning. Those have been the three, the big three, in the past couple decades. So that's Ben Roethlisberger. Another injury that went down. And I was so confident in the Saints beating the Rams last week. I was so confident. And I'll give the Rams their credit. Their defense really showed up and they balled out. And I'll give them all the props in the world. But the second Drew Brees went down in the first half, I knew it was over. Um, Drew Brees, because Teddy Bridgewater, he's an okay quarterback. But you could tell he has he's a lot of rust. He has a lot of he's a lot of rust. And you saw that in full display. He went 17 of 30 for 165 yards. And he is the highest paid backup quarterback. Getting paid $7.25 million just to sit the bench. Just to let you guys know. But Drew Brees is 40 years old. He did throw an interception in the beginning of the game. But Drew Brees is going to miss six weeks with thumb surgery. And during those six games, as I'm about to pull off the Saints schedule because this is going to be a huge loss for the New Orleans Saints um, because not only do they miss a guy in Andrew Brees but they have a lot of games coming up and during these six games here we go so they're going to play they play the Seahawks they play the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle next week then they take on the Cowboys at home then they play the Buccaneers at home then they play the Jaguars on the road they play the Bears one two three four five and their last game is the Cardinals so Drew Brees can come back November 10th when they take on the Atlanta Falcons and possibly he'll probably come back that bye week and then that'll be the first game that he's gonna play so they are going to miss him for a crucial stretch they're gonna the Bears game the Seahawks game and the Cowboys that is three games right there for the Saints. And that, and during those three games, that might be their season right there. If they lose those three games, they're at four losses. And who knows against the Buccaneers? Because the back the Buccaneers, they just won in Carolina on Thursday night. So they don't have that Hall of Fame quarterback. You saw they really struggled. So hopefully Bridgewater can help them out. And I'm of course I'm furious because I can't stand the Dallas Cowboys. And the fact that the Cowboys are going to play the Saints now without Drew Brees in that dome, I'm I'm furious. But I hope the Saints can still win. I, I hope. I am hoping. Because I cannot stand the Dallas Cowboys. I can't. And the fact that they are good, like, like come on. Like, the Cowboys got the Dolphins, then they got the Saints, and then they play the Packers. But those are the two big injuries that took place. And speaking of other injuries, as I get, as I pull up the Eagles injuries, the Sean Jackson went out. He, he looks like the Sean Jackson, apparently he thinks he's confident to play week three. Honestly, if I'm an Eagles fan, I would rather him sit out week three, rest that groin another week because the Lions aren't really that good. You're going to need the Sean Jackson though against the Packers and Green Bay at Lambeau. Definitely need that. But... Alshon Jeffrey, he had a calf injury and was playing with a calf injury. Um, and and it's not going to be a serious injury, but right now he does not have any update on the injuries 
So let's hope that, and this is uh, this is on Monday. So hopefully, um, these guys are okay. Dallas Goddard got hurt pregame. Apparently, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson felt discomfort discomfort pregame. Um, Jason Kelsey was tested was tested for a concussion. He returned. Sidney Jones, Aguilar, Wentz, all con concussion tested in that game. Tim Jernigan's foot, he's going to be out four to six weeks. Uh, Corey Clement, that, like a lot of injuries happened in this Eagles um, game. And the Eagles, they take on a Lions team that I'm not really worried about that. Then they take, then they take on Green Bay. So that's going to be a huge showdown. And then they take on the Jets, easy. That should be easy game. Vikings on the road, Cowboys on the road. October 20th. I can't wait for that game. I'm, I'm going to be fired up. But what do you guys think about Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger coming down? Combined, Drew Brees is chasing Peyton Manning's touchdown passing record. Uh, passing touchdown records. He already has the most yards ever from a quarterback. Drew Brees is around 10 left. So he's going to get it this season. Well, he might, depending on what happens the rest of the way. But you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Uh, podcast will be out every Monday and Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern time. You can follow Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Instagram at Swoop Radio underscore. And check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on all the platforms. All I have to do is search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Big Ben out for the season with a short with a elbow injury. Drew Brees out for six weeks with thumb surgery. No update on Alshon. Um... Jeffrey and the Sean Jackson. But I hope you guys have a wonderful day out there. Be safe. And this is Josh signing off. Swoop.